Welcome to the Black Belt Podcast. You're listening to episode 71. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by TKD Wear. And TKD Wear are a taekwondo apparel brand. They do a range of t-shirts and polo shirts for men. And for women, they do t-shirts, crop tops and leggings. They also do a range of useful accessories such as gear bags, shakers and neck scarves. So make sure to check them out at tkdwear.com and you can use the promo code BLACKBELTER for 10% off. All details will be in the description. This week's guest is Canada's Ryan O'Neill. Ryan has been training in martial arts since he was four years old. He has represented Canada in both Taekwondo and Karate. In Taekwondo, Ryan is a three times world champion, winning gold in 2015, 2017 and 2019. As a Karate competitor, Ryan is hopeful of qualifying for the Olympics in Tokyo later this year. Today I'll chat to Ryan about how he got started in martial arts, the highs and lows of top level competition, the path to the Olympics, the different scoring systems for patterns, and more. As always, make sure to rate, review, and follow, and hope you enjoy. What's up, Brian? How are you? Thanks, man, for coming on. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, like we said, get hopefully getting back before I return on record. Hopefully getting back uh, closer to to full time training and proper training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. We're we're going back into a, a little bit of a lockdown here, so I mean, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna go down a little bit, you know. But yeah, is what it is. And what what number lockdown is that now? Because we're we're on lockdown. I think it's number three or four. What what three? I think it is. I think this is three. Yeah, man. I, I I can't even count at this point, man. It's probably probably about the same three or four. I think. Yeah. But you know, I I, I can't complain, man. It's been it's been pretty good. Like we we've only missed a couple months of of training, really. So, you know, I can't complain. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while for us. A long time, really, for us. But uh, but has there been a difference then, kind of between? like what you're allowed to do in terms of like karate versus taekwondo because obviously karate has is in the olympics yeah. and maybe that might have a higher standing in terms of government recognition and that versus taekwondo has has there been different has there been differences there in what you're allowed to train in terms of sports not really no man it's been pretty well i mean if they shut down one thing it's it's pretty well everything you know what i mean uh like some me my my coach and one of my training partners usually get together the three of us because we're a lot of groups smaller than five right so we've been doing that, which I mean, isn't bad. My training partner is really good. My coach is really good. So working with those two is, is still, uh, it's still really good training, right? Not, not the same as like having, you know, all my training partners, but it is what it is. Can't yeah. complain. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, well, I know the guys like uh, with the association have been looking that we to try and, um, sort out the elite like what's considered elite training because uh, like yeah. like olympic level athletes and that in different sports have been allowed to continue on training and access to gyms and stuff uh, yeah. we are government recognized but we don't have that kind of that that much recognition so when the sports shut down we're included in that so they're kind of looking at different levels because we have five levels and we're hoping that maybe if they're at level th- maybe four three or four that they see elite level athletes so the ones a, a group of people off the national team or like the highly experienced people can can continue on their training so yeah. I think they were kind of, I think they do have something like that sorted out, but we haven't actually got to that level yet. We haven't got to level three or four yet. So um, hopefully like that, we'll be getting back closer to it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that'd be a big help. Um, so I suppose, how did you, how we take it back to for a small bit and um, how did you get started in martial arts? Where did, where did it begin for you? 
I started when I was four. It was uh, my dad. My dad thought thought it'd be good for me and my brother to to do something like that. Just kind of you know uh, get us focused and and kind of engaged in something. I guess right. Um, and yeah, man, we just we loved it. Right, like right from the start, we we both really enjoyed it. We loved everything about it. And then um, around when I was seven or eight, again, this was my dad's idea, but he thought that uh, to improve our, our skills in Taekwondo, oh, maybe you should try other martial arts, right? So around seven or eight, he put us in karate and, and you know, me and my brother loved that as well. So we started competing in both. And it's, yeah, it's, it's since I was four, ever since, man, I've, I've loved it. Yeah. Four, four, four is quite four. young. Four is quite it young. It is, yeah, man. yeah. Well, the funny, funny thing is we originally went to a WTF school and he said, oh, we, we can't accept people that are un- under five. So come back when he's five. And dad's like, no, no, no. He's, he's going to do something now. So he found a, another Taekwondo school. He didn't know the difference between ITF and WTF at the time. Right. So he just thought, thought it was Taekwondo. So, you know, if, if I was one year older, I might be doing WTF Taekwondo. Yeah. Geez. That's mad, isn't it? Just small little yeah, things yeah. like that. You can, <laughs> kind of can change where you end up going. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four. I don't know, four. four. I think four-year-olds, like, I think it was four maybe even when I started. I wasn't four when I started, but I think the starting age could have been four. Yeah. But I think, like, I think four-year-olds are different now than they were before. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean. It's, it's, there's, like, some good four-year-olds, and then there's some that are extremely difficult to deal with, right? It's it's kind of a mix. It's it's almost like a case-by-case. Like, some four-year-olds maybe are allowed in. Like, I was, I was, like, always a shy kid, so I was never, like, speaking out of turn or anything like that, right? So, I think I was a pretty well-behaved four-year-old. But, yeah, you can get some, like, just little monsters, man. Yeah. But even in terms of then, like, just the training, like, I think, I don't know, maybe maybe it's four-year-old, like, maybe not just four, but around the younger age, like, they spend more time maybe on iPads and, you know, yeah. uh, the tablets, <laughs> that sort of stuff. To maybe there was more messing about maybe when you were younger, like, outside and just rolling around and i think you were just like physically more a bit more developed at four-year-old before maybe you know yeah maybe um, yeah that's a good point yeah but yeah definitely yeah yeah it's mad some difference you see like even we've taken kids in at five and you see some five-year-olds are uh much more closer to seven and eight-year-olds in terms of maturity but then you have the other ones then are closer to three and four yeah makes a big difference Yeah. yeah how do you like uh teaching teaching oh i love it yeah i love it yeah yeah, it's always um. Some days you're going in and you don't love it. You're kind of like, oh, Jesus, going in here now. And then it, well, as soon as it starts, um, as soon as you start, you're grand. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's because like if you turn up in a mood that um, like not in the mood, but like you still have to put on an act because like you know, you're it's like a performance, especially with the younger yeah. kids. And just by putting on that act, all of a sudden you're like, it just changes your mood just by having to put on the act of like upbeat and happy and great to be there and great yeah, to see everybody and because. And uh, it just makes you feel in a better mood. And then at the end of it, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that was great. And you just leave happier. Yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy it? Like, you teach all ages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you kind of separate it? Do you have, like, uh, like you know, like the young kids? And then do you also teach kind of, like, the elite kids, right? You kind of separate it by, uh, yeah, by yeah, so age. Like, and... Yeah, age, age and grade, really, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, I, I personally find, like, I really enjoy teaching the kind of more the, the the kids that really want to compete you know what I mean I find there's kind of like a gap between you get some kids that are there and they're like you know they're there almost because their parents want them to be there but then I really and and that can be I don't know I find that almost 
boring or it, it's it's hard for me to get motivated to teach them but i find like the the kids that want to compete i i love teaching them man yeah yeah, I definitely have the same. Yeah, it is. It is a bit more. It is harder, like like that, when you have kids who don't like that, because because sometimes if they don't want to be there, they don't want to learn either. So like you're trying yeah. to give something to them, but they don't really want to be taken aback because they're like, oh, I just want to get through this next hour and get home to do whatever I was doing. And um, like the, the ones that turn up and <laughs> get are back like, on the iPad. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> yeah, ones yeah. that the ones that turn up and are there and want to learn and train because they want to get better because there's a competition coming up. It's like, yeah, they're yeah. the ones that do really excite you, and you do get a good enjoyment because the development there is much better yeah do you do you focus more uh on patterns or sparring i know i know you can pin both or in and are, are quite well rounded but do you have a, a preference uh no we train everything the same pretty much yeah. yeah yeah um yeah pattern sparring like a lot of kicking and we do a good bit of special technique even so even a mix of power breaking and um, oh, nice. I, I see that's it then like like the self-defense or step sparring we wouldn't really spend much time on that side of stuff yeah per se. um because again it's not in competition so we'd spend like most of our time on the competition on the competition events and then everything else is kind of more geared around grading but yeah be big on pa- patterns and sparring is fairly pretty much split very even yeah yeah nice yeah yeah. That, that's, yeah 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 patterns and sparring is pretty much the only things that we do yeah yeah <laughs> and uh it covers most bases really you know what i mean like because it, there's so yeah. much crossover so it covers most bases yeah. as well yeah, I mean, if you're really good at patterns, you're going to be really good at self-sparring, right? So yeah. you might as well focus your time on 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 wh- wh- what you're going to compete in. I think. Yeah. yeah. And do you teach then? Are you do you teach in your own club? Like, do you have your own club? Like you and your brother or anything like that, or is it you're a part of the club? You start you teach classes in the club that you've been a part of all the, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I, I help out. Uh, the last little bit, I've really been focused on karate more so than than taekwondo. But I, like I'm not an instructor at my brother's club, but I go and help out and, and and things like that. I'll take some classes if he can't make it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't have uh, I don't have like the love for teaching like like maybe you and my brother have, right? Like I I very much enjoy the the competition right now. So kind of all everything I do is geared towards like uh, my training, I guess, rather than than teaching. Hopefully, you know, once I, I finish, I'll, I'll, you know, make that shift. But for now, I, I really am focused on, on the competition side for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's sometimes maybe it can be that pressure, can't there? Like you have to, you have to kind of, you have to yeah. teach in that. But <laughs> so it's just, it's just not for some people. Some people just like the competition stuff and, and yeah. that's it. So it's just not for everybody. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And so like when you started competing then, were, were you kind of successful straight away? Were you always one of the one of the best competitors, or was there a time where you maybe were losing and then you had to develop and and start to win? Yeah, um, I was always successful, um, you know, at the local level and then even at the national level. Really, as a junior, I had very little success, like at the world championships. Um, so that, but like, it 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 almost my lack of success there is kind of what made me realize, okay, I need to train a lot harder. Like now, now that I'm when I was like 18 and becoming a senior, right? And I think that's kind of like I almost needed those uh, that that lack of success to kind of get to where I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think that that really really helped me see. Okay, I, I was training hard, but it's not good enough to to compete even junior level. So if I want to be successful as a senior, I need to train 10 times harder than I was training. So I think that really helped me open my eyes to to what I needed to do. Yeah. And 
when you were, I suppose, even going back to when you were a colour belt, did you ever have a preference in terms of competition? What you preferred, patterns or sparring? Or? Yeah, I, like as a kid, I always preferred patterns. And I think that's because I was just, I, I was like, oh, it goes back. I was always a shy kid that I, I, I never liked to hit people. Like I always felt bad, right? So like in, in like sparring, I would often like get overwhelmed with like punches and things like that. So I think uh, I preferred patterns just because I was better at them, right? And then, you know, I'd spend more time. And then as I got older, I, I, would, I was still just better at, at, uh, at patterns. So that kind of just became the, the primary focus. Yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? You were the shy kid, but you didn't mind stepping out in front of people and performing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got really I was kind of nervous, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's different though, you know. It's like if you had me get up there and, and talk in front of everybody, it'd be different, right? But doing my pattern, something that I've done over and over and over again, it's I don't know. I find it less less. Uh, I get less nervous for, for something like that. Yeah, yeah. I used to get obviously. I, I obviously I, I was always as a color belt and a kid. I was more successful, I suppose, in patterns and sparring. Uh, I suppose I was shy, shyish maybe. Um, yeah. But like that, never mind going out. Like it was never, I don't know. I was never that nervous. Like, yeah, obviously I was nervous, but I never really feared forgetting it or too much or anything. Like in terms of forgetting a pattern, I was like, yeah, like I, I never thought about a crowd or anything or who was watching. It was just, I just do this thing. I've done it loads of times. I've done it hundreds of times in the club. I've done it hundreds of times at home. Um, it's just step out on the floor and do the same thing. It's just like, it just it didn't feel like that big a deal. But then for other people, it could feel like the the worst thing in the world. Step up and perform a pattern. Oh, definitely, man. Do you remember your the how you felt at your your first like big competition? I guess your first world world championships. Did you did you kind of feel the nerves then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of the same idea. Yeah, the first one I would have been twenty. Uh, actually, maybe I did the World Cup in two thousand eight, and um, that one. Yeah, yeah. I was nervous. I remember walking like it was, again. It was a lot of people, a lot of black belts uh, straight away because they were like. Straight away, if somebody's a black belt at that time, they have to be good, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, they have to be like, just because uh, just they're a black belt makes them daily world champion level in, in your yeah. mind, like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I wasn't a black belt that long when I first competed there. So, yeah, I was definitely, I was fairly nervous for that one, yeah. Yeah, I think I was the same, man. I, I remember the, the first world championships, just the, the, the difference in levels, you know what I mean? Like, I'm used to the national level, but when you see the guys doing their patterns at the world championships, oh, my God all of these guys are better than me. You know I mean? That's what you're thinking before you go into the, the match. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's cool. I, I love competing at, at those events now though. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. And so then when was the first time, what was, what was your first world championships? Was it? Uh, the first one I went to was, uh, my brother was competing in 2009 in Argentina. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, did we go, my first world championships would have been two years after 2000. 2013 in, in New Zealand. 2011 in New Zealand, I think, was it? 2011? Uh, 2013. Oh, yeah, yeah, 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was the first one I competed at. And did you do, did you do patterns and sparring at your first one? Patterns and sparring, yep. Yeah. Got beat oh, up in both. <laughs> <laughs> was it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But, what, you know. What, what division were you in for the, for the sparring? Uh, I was in the lightest microweight, uh, junior microweight sparring. Oh, 52 yeah. yeah yeah i was yeah. i was 58 for that one um yeah that one didn't go great for me either <laughs> <laughs> what was your your best world championships my best one as a junior yeah yeah or a senior a senior oh 2017 for sure oh yeah how'd you do 
I won the Spar in 57, so uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Must have felt good in, in, in your hometown. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That was a... The, I didn't think it it would feel as good as it did until I had won, and then I was like, "Yeah, it feels pretty good to win to win in Ireland." I didn't think about it too much about winning in Ireland or anything like that, because uh, in my mind, thinking about it, it kind of felt like that winning the World Championships is still winning the World Championships, whether you win it in Germany yeah. or Italy or whether you yeah, win it in yeah. Ireland, it's all the same. Like you're still like nobody, nobody really remembers like, oh, but that was the one in Ireland. You know, nobody else remembers. Yeah. It means something to me, but maybe. It wouldn't mean something to somebody else, you know what I mean? So you guys, uh, you guys dominated that tournament in terms of sparring, though, didn't you? Senior sparring. Yeah, fifty-seven, sixty-three, minus seventy, and then minus seventy-eight, all won. So. Uh, wow. And <laughs> team sparring, right? And the team sparring, yeah, and the females then won the team sparring as well, and I think there was maybe four silvers and a gold out of the senior females as well. So, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What What do you think the secret to to that is? Do you guys get to, together as like a, a nation and train together a lot, or? Yeah, I think, like I think it's, I think overall what Ireland did so well was, it because it was in Ireland we got the chance to put all our best people on the floor because we're not because we're not funded so to go to a World Championships can sometimes be up and down in the level of team that yeah. we can put put on the floor because jobs and college and the, the money and this sort of stuff so because that we that wasn't so much of a factor would have been in Ireland we were able to have every all our best people and then like so i think it was that and then like the level has been increasing just overall within ireland for like maybe for the last 10 years really and uh like yeah yeah we do train together like for in the lead up to the competition we probably have a squad session every two weeks kind of give oh, or take. Wow, okay yeah, and yeah if it's a bit longer it's probably because maybe there was a competition in between so because like that that's the benefit of ireland being small you can get from one side of the country to the other in a yeah, couple yeah. of hours so so there's that and um and yeah, so like I think there's a couple of factors there, yeah, that why we why we dominated there. Um yeah, definitely the squad sessions has been a big thing and getting people together and training training and being able to train with the best people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I find is like so key for sparring, right? Being able to train guy or just have have practice fighting guys that are as good or even better than you. You know what I mean? Like like having and if you're doing that every two weeks, man, like that's that's such a huge advantage, I think. Like that's I, I wish we had that, but you know, Canada is such a massive country. It's like we might get together once before uh, a world championships, right? And that's the only time during the year that we'll actually meet together and train, right? So it's I find it really difficult to to get a lot of like really good people together in like the same space often. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think uh, my my brother's actually doing some things um, in in this province, and I think in the next couple of years we're gonna see a lot more like. Uh, skilled people coming from Nova Scotia, right? Because before there there hasn't really been like a like a I guess a provincial trainings or or, or anything like that. But he's like introducing those, and I think he's he's really putting in the time and effort, right? So I think he's going to actually develop some really good athletes coming in the in the next couple of years. Yeah. So then, in terms of like selections, then is it kind of because you can't really get together, I suppose, and and maybe picks maybe so often is is it all based on um, like like nationals? kind of stuff is that, yeah. is that how it's picked yeah so national uh, championships and then they have like a team training afterwards where they have almost like another smaller nationals where they can maybe uh uh make another decision like maybe maybe you know you run into some, some guy forgets his pattern or something like that right well he can show up at the team training and then maybe get selected there yeah yeah it's 
Yeah, I suppose it is, it is higher than it. Like, how do you find even like building, I suppose, a, a team like bond essentially? Like, if you're not, um, if you don't see the other people on the team until only once until you get to the tournament, I presume like, it must be hard to even build a, a good kind of team culture. You can't really, right? Like, we, we don't really know each other. Like, a lot of the people that have been on the team for a, a long time, like, we, we all know each other, right? But, like, any like new kid or, or, or new adult that comes onto the team, like, we have one team training per year and then we see each other at the world championships, right? It's, it's really difficult to, to know everyone, especially we, we usually have like a pretty big team as well. Right. So, I mean, you, you almost see like people have like their own groups and kind of stick to themselves. Right. Yeah. At least that's what I find. So, yeah. 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 Cause kind of, it does bring, it brings a big team, but like, yeah. it, it, the, this isn't any offense mean to anybody but there's sometimes the level is very up and down like there's really high level people from canada like like yourself who are winning worlds world championships yeah. and your brother's getting to finals and that and then there's sometimes the level is a bit guys and there's some, there's some people who are kind of like eh, they're not maybe at the level too much you know it's like the yeah people, yeah throughout your throughout it, the canada squad the level is very up and down on on the quality i find very, that's, very, oh no 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 it's very much so and that that you see that at the nationals as well right like you'll see some divisions are absolutely stacked with like elite world-class athletes. And then some have two people in them and neither of them are really belong at that, that world, world-class level. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I think it really comes down to, uh, I guess like, even though you win a national championships, you really got to, I think the, the, the selection committee who picks the team to go to the world championships needs to take a look at these athletes and say, okay, they won a national championships, but do they belong at that world championships? You know what I mean? And that will really help weed out some of those that maybe don't belong there. Yeah. But I, I think an argument could be made, I guess that that could help motivate them. They see, where they're at and kind of where they need to be and maybe that'll push them to work harder right yeah yeah see i know even sometimes for us in ireland we look at like there's been a couple of people especially maybe in that third spot who maybe like maybe they might like you're kind of looking at like are they going to win it or are they going to medal no but maybe by the time maybe in two years time they might because they'll have gone through all the squad sessions because we yeah. have all those squads that should be training with the best people all every so often. They're going to the tournament. They're going to get the experience of competing in that. And maybe all that will add together. And in two years' time, they might win. So I think that's another benefit. Like, But like I say, with, with, with you guys there in Canada, not getting not getting those squad sessions in and not getting the chance to bounce off the best people, or even, whether it's patterns or sparring or whatever, it can be hard to, to develop between, between yeah. even championships. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, like, when you were, did you did you ever have a, have you had a preference between taekwondo and karate, or has it always been a, a love of the two? Like, has it always been fifty fifty? Uh, yeah. I I mean, I it, it's kind of weird. I really like the patterns in taekwondo, but I prefer the fighting in in karate. So, like, that's kind of how I spend my time. Fifty percent of the time goes to patterns taekwondo, and then the other fifty goes to to fighting in karate. Okay. What what, what is it you like about? What is it you like for in the in the sparring in karate versus maybe the sparring in taekwondo? Um, one thing I'm better at it, so that, that <laughs> that's <laughs> always a good factor, yeah, 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 yeah. a big factor, yeah. Yeah, but it's also um, it's it's like it, it's point fighting, right? So as if you're the faster guy and you can get in and score your point first, 
then you're you're you, you, I, I find you often see in karate the better guy, the more skilled guy will win. Where in Taekwondo, I find for myself anyway, I uh, I, I again I, sometimes I lack the aggression, I guess, right? And I can get overwhelmed with uh, with punches, even though I might like be faster and be able to get in on my opponent, right? And and that might come down to I need to spend more time practicing Taekwondo fighting. You know what I mean? I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I, it's I guess. I, I just prefer it. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't really know, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess because I'm better at it. Yeah, well, look, I'm sure like like that. You you prefer that your style is maybe more suited to to the karate style. There's other people whose whose style maybe does better in kickboxing than it does in taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. And then there's other people then who they're very good in taekwondo, but if they went to kickboxing or karate, maybe their style wouldn't suit there. So I think it's all maybe down to styles and that as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I find, um, like, you see, there's often, like, uh, timing kicks uh, work very well in karate, where in, in, in Taekwondo, I find, like, you might even be able to wrap around their head, you know, hit the back of the head or, or things like that. Those score in karate where you'll get, like, warnings uh, in Taekwondo, right? So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just more suited for uh, for, for karate sparring. Yeah. In terms of them, what don't you like about the karate, the karate? I suppose patterns or katas, as I think they're more known. Yeah, um, I guess uh, I, I would. I've spent so much time doing like taekwondo patterns, right? And it's such a drastic difference that I feel like spending time doing karate patterns may actually take away from my taekwondo patterns. You know what I mean? Just because they're so different, and I might start to build like habits in one that will translate to the other. Bad habits, you know what I mean? Like they don't do any sound wave stances are much different things like that right so so i think it's better to kind of keep them separate and also uh my coach in in karate he's very much focused on sparring rather than 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 kata so like he he spends 90 percent of his time doing fighting or or doing drills like that so and then in taekwondo my coach is very much focused on patterns right so it's kind of it's exactly yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, I suppose cross training there between the two of them wouldn't actually benefit you at all, really, with the difference in styles. Yeah, no, not not really. Yeah, some of the karate team patterns though, like, is is savage. Like some of the way they the way they synchronize it, like they're like, oh, it's, like, yeah, yeah, bang on. Like so, like some of the team patterns. Like I've watched some of them on, um, on YouTube, and they're, they're savage. The team patterns, the way they are so together. Yeah, yeah, they're, and and then the bunkai they do at the end where they're like. Uh, they they kind of demonstrate how like the moves are actually applied and things like that yeah it's 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 really cool man yeah 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 it's cool like i i like i I really like the way they look i just you know like growing up i've always preferred taekwondo patterns like obviously i'm biased right but i preferred the taekwondo patterns but i still think that that the the kata they do in karate looks looks really nice yeah yeah for sure in terms of then in terms of qualifying for the olympics uh, am i right in saying you've been trying to qualify you've been pushing to to get to Tokyo. Yeah, so we've got um an Olympic qualification tournament in June in Paris and that'll be the last shot. Have to come I think top 3. So top every three. every country that doesn't already have an athlete going. So there's 10 spots in each division. Um and I think there's like seven already filled. So there's three remaining spots. So every country that doesn't already have an athlete going can send one competitor and then the top 3 in this Paris tournament will go. And are, are you going to compete in? You're not going to compete in katas, or is there two events you're competing in? No, just just kumite, just just fighting. No, just fighting. Well, yeah. what's the, is that? That's minus minus sixty-seven. Seven. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. What are the what are the are the weight classes similar to to the taekwondo? Uh, so, like at the World Championships, it goes it's minus sixty, minus sixty seven, minus seventy five, minus eighty four, and plus eighty four. For the Olympics, they only have three weight divisions. They have minus sixty seven, or is it minus sixty seven, minus seventy five, plus seventy five. Yeah. So for the Olympics, they got rid of two of those weight divisions, which I mean sucks, right? Because now there's only three, like they, they said 10 athletes per weight division. So now there's only 30 athletes going instead of 50, but. Yeah. I think it's like that. I think they do that with the, the Taekwondo as well. Oh, oh really? I think, the I, w, I think the WT Taekwondo, they don't have full division. I don't think it's all divisions. Um, I think it's kind of a, a roll of the dice on which ones get picked. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like that on I think even the women's the women's boxing was like that as well when they first brought it in I think they maybe had two divisions and then they extended it to three because I think it's all down to how many medals each sport gets like they might go boxing gets or like gets however like 12 medals and then they split it up between oh, well, we'll do well, we'll do 10 male divisions and then we'll do two female divisions or something I think it's okay, kind of yeah. I think it's that kind of situation so that's like karate was probably given however many medals and then they had to pick how they divided them out so that's how they yeah. picked the divisions which it's not great if like if you're happen to not be in one of those divisions and it's like your sport <laughs> yeah. that your sport is in the olympics but just because you're not heavy enough or you're too heavy or whatever it is that you, you don't get in yeah i mean it sucks for the guys that fight minus 60 because now they have to fight the minus 67 guys and then anyone minus 84 now has to fight the plus 84 guys right so it's i'm sure those guys will probably try and put on muscle or weight or whatever right so that they can aren't, aren't at such a, a size disadvantage yeah but even then if you're putting on if you're putting on size then to try and get there and then maybe maybe you do maybe you don't but then what happens after the olympics or whatever are you going to stay there or are you going to go back and there's all yeah. like, it's it's it's, a, it's such yeah. a challenge then, isn't it it is yeah yeah it's and i mean it's it sucks that karate's not in the next olympics either right so it's it's not it's like this is your one shot you know what i mean yeah so yeah. it's it sucks then <laughs> Yeah, and how how has the qualifying bit? Is this going to be like the first qualifying event you'll have went to, or have you went kind of? Because I understand that there's kind of like a not the way the way everybody else would have qualified is through, um, like going on the circuit basically and accumulating yeah. points. Have you have you been to any of those kind of events? I, I've I've competed at, at a few of those. I think one or two maybe, and then I I'd go to like the nationals, the Pan Ams as well, and and compete at those kind of tournaments. And all of through all of these, uh, you can like earn earn points, and then the top two point earners are automatically given a spot. And then there's some other selection criteria for the other other spots. I'm not really sure on those, but yeah. I just know this this Paris tournament. It, it was really my only shot from the beginning. So okay, and yeah. into, uh, what the, is there any funding for? for karate at the moment in Canada given it's in the Olympics or is it all having to start your own funding or pay out of your own pocket yeah like a lot like the tournament coming up will be funded there's there's a there's a lot of funding a lot more than than in taekwondo for sure yeah yeah that's it's always the challenge with these because even if like here in Ireland if you I think there's only one guy who's like he's qualified for the Olympics in taekwondo um and apart from that, like even if you're trying to qualify, we've had a few other people who try to qualify, and they're having to try and fund it themselves. It's it's, yeah. it's so hard. Like even the fact that like taekwondo is in the Olympics and everything, and yeah, yeah, the, and you're and the the person is going to these tournaments to try and qualify, but there's still there's still no funding. Um, 
the biggest it's the biggest challenge i think uh, and what can stop the what stops the sports really growing in in a lot of countries is the is the lack of funding and being able to really commit to the training that's needed yeah definitely i i'm surprised you guys don't get any funding since your team is always so good i i would have thought for sure you would get something yeah you know you see the thing is because like that we have government recognition yeah but because WT Taekwondo is in the Olympics. If any, if any group is to get funded, it will be them. Is the thing. So yeah. we won't get the funding because we're not an Olympic recognized sport. That's like straight. Like because even though we're recognized straight away off the bat, all the Olympic recognized sports are the ones who are going to get the funding. Um, yeah, like, definitely. Again, I can it's, understand. It's the same it. way here. It's same well, same way here. The the WT is is the Olympic sport, so they get all the funding. Yeah. Yeah. The same. Uh, how often then, in terms of like, even with Taekwondo, how often are the Param- uh, the Pan Americans, the Pan Ams? uh for karate they're they're every year yeah and in terms of is it that the same for taekwondo um i don't know the pan ams is not really a i i might have competed at one of them it's it's not really a a a large tournament or i I don't think any anyone from canada really ever goes i i almost never hear about it yeah yeah (laughs) I've heard from other people, uh, like Nick, Nicholas Dussard says, like the Pan Americans is very big, big in terms of that, in terms of like South American countries and things like that. Um, yeah, so maybe it's just Canada doesn't. Uh, yeah, too much. Uh, do you know if the, the the US goes or sends a large team? I think I think I don't know if they send a large team, but I think they have went. Like I think Julio has competed a couple of times in in the Pan Ams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I know we don't send a, a huge group, if if anyone really. So. Yeah. See, that's also a shame in terms of, like, developing a squad because, like, like that, like, just here in Europe, like, we have European championships mm. every year, which, like that, like I said, like, when you're building somebody and trying to progress them to yeah. maybe they won't win now, but in two years' time they'll win, is you get those accumulation of tournaments because there's one every year. Now, I don't think there's necessarily a need to have a European championships every year, um, especially when you're throwing in a European Cup every year as well and so these sort yeah. of things. So I think maybe every two years will be all right. Um, but I think having, like... Those tournaments is is helpful though. Like you guys have how many like big tournaments like that per year? Oh, like like last year you could have done like twenty twenty would have been I suppose European Cup, European Championships. There would have been a European Cup and there was a World Cup. So there would should have been a World Cup. So it was those three big events. And then like yeah. you've got all the other ones. Then like just like from your your Open Dutch ones to your Holland Cups to Roma Opens to yeah, you know all those other ones as well that are you're going to get matches with people who are going to be at those big tournaments maybe the whole division isn't stacked but you're going to get one or two matches where there's going to be going to be big high level competitors right yeah yeah. Yeah, i think that really helps motivate and and give people like something to look forward to you know what i mean like here i mean we have the nationals in the world championships in the world cup if you go right that's kind of like we have like the eastern canadian championships which is like for the east right east of canada and then you'll have the western tournament or western championships but that's really it in terms of of competition right so it's we we don't have like all those competitions to look forward to which which is too bad right i mean just just having that extra motivation you you have something to look forward to something to compete at a a tournament to compete at i think actually pushes you to, to to train harder it's yeah. too bad that that we don't have like uh, a solid solid group that kind of would go to the the Pan Ams, you know what I mean? But you know, yeah, like that it even breaks up the training. Like if you're training for yeah. however long, like six months, twelve months, to whatever it is, to like that big event is there. Like 
that can be a drag and like you said to stay motivated but whereas if you have a tournament it's in three months it's in a month time two months time even three months time it's like well that breaks it up you have that one you can come back and then you can get yeah, ready yeah. for the next one it's just it's a bit more continuous and it helps keep you keep you focused motivated it keeps you enjoying it mm, for sure yeah 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 and then how have you found um balancing i suppose college or university but with, with training because i'm right in saying you because you only just finished is that right yeah, yeah. So I was just doing a master's in engineering. I still have to work on my thesis. So I'm not quite done, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely tough, man. Uh, school is it requires a lot of time, right? Like actually, this this year, I've I've taken a, a small step back in terms of the training, just because it's it's been such a busy year in terms of of schoolwork and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I've always loved to like compete to train like that's kind of what I do to take my mind off things right so like usually during the day I'll I'll study and then I'll go train because that's where I get like my enjoyment and stuff from so I like maybe I'm weird in that that sense that like that that's kind of like training is what I really love to do like yeah just just training in karate and taekwondo right so I mean it, it's it I guess it doesn't really feel like training right like I, I know it's physically demanding but it's also something I really enjoy doing so it, it's really not that hard I find to, to to balance the two like the 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 training is actually the one thing I look forward to in the day right yeah yeah I think everybody I think all like I think everybody in all sports at the time I think all athletes are the same yeah training is hard but but you love to do it you know yeah yeah it's it's, it's, yeah. it's enjoyable as well do you have uh is is teaching your your kind of job or are you in school or anything like that? Yeah, it's kind of I suppose mostly my job at the moment, which uh yeah, hasn't uh <laughs> hasn't been happening the last <laughs> one with COVID. But uh but yeah. Um yeah, so that hasn't been great, but yeah. Yeah, do, trying do you to ever find it sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go, go on. Ahead. Uh do you ever find it tough to um I guess like you're teaching, do you teach a lot? Is it, do you ever find you're teaching more than maybe you kind of want to be, be training more? Uh, at the moment, not too much because right? I would kind of balance that. I kind of do a bit of teach and then I train after, after that because I'll be at the gym already. So okay, know, I yeah. train after that. So it's, um, it's, it, it's been working quite nice really, you know, a decent enough balance and a bit of time then during the day to do a bit of training then as well. So it'd been working all right, nice. you know, so, um, yeah. So yeah, so balancing issues hadn't been too much of a problem for me the last while, but there have been times, yeah, where like when I was doing doing college, it was it was hard to kind of to balance it and train it as much maybe as I would like. Instead of yeah. maybe like two sessions a day, it might be some days it was only one, and then you have to prioritize mm. what it was going to, what type of session it would be, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it is a it's hard to do it, but like I said, yeah, you always enjoy the training. It's just, exactly, it's just yeah. finding where to fit it in, but once you're there to do it, it um it's good to go. Yeah. Was sure. that, when you started and you said like you didn't um you didn't get success straight away yeah was there, where, where was like the was there a moment where like maybe was it where you went started, did you go from like losing in the first round to i'm now uh i'm now world champion or was there maybe a progression where you went to well, i lost in the first round and then the next time maybe it's second or third round and then after that then you're getting to a semi-final to eventually a final and top step at a podium or was it just a complete kind of it just completely flipped around for you it, it was it's pretty sudden man like uh I know, um, what was it? 2011, New Zealand, I lost first round. 2013, Spain, right? Yeah, Benidorm, yeah. I, I, I think I get kind of, I, I, I might have been a, a round away from meddling. 
and then 2015 as a senior, I won. So it was a very sudden kind of uh, shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially, I suppose, because you, in that time, then you, you did you go from being... Well, so uh, 2015 was your first time senior, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of had that jump as well and I've kind of gone from junior to senior. Did you expect that to be kind of a harder transition? Um, well, I think what made me perform better at that tournament is I had very little success as a, se- as a junior, right? So going in... I wasn't nervous because I thought, well, I'm not going to win here. Right. How can I, how there's no pressure on me, I guess. Right. Where I think as a junior, I would often put, I would expect to medal almost. Right. Like I I thought I was good enough to win a medal. And I think that would put a lot of pressure on me. So then when I made that shift, I just kind of had that realization that, you know, like I'm not supposed to win here. Right. So I, I really, just went out there and had zero nerves you know what i mean and maybe that that's what contributed to to me performing so well at that that tournament yeah yeah once i suppose you got rid of expectation maybe um or when you'd let yourself get get rid of let go of that kind of expectation that you had to win and and that kind of maybe flipped it around for us yeah it's flipped it around for you i suppose yeah i think maybe even yeah, I kind of was similar. Yeah, maybe towards the end of my time at junior, I was kind of feeling like I've been doing this a while. I know I'm good enough to win, and then like I should be winning. And then when you don't win, you're kind of like, oh. But when I went senior, the first one like that, I was. I think I I was only eighteen. I didn't have that last year. They had there was a rule change, and I ended up having to yeah. go senior, or whatever. And so I stepped in. I was like, I'm eighteen here. I'm probably the youngest, or at least one of the youngest in the division. Like I'm not expected to win. And then yeah, it was just like should I just go and get stuck in like and then I ended up getting that was the final of the European Championship that year and it was kind of like so it's like all right okay you know but once you just get rid of the expectation of well I'm not expected to win so just go out and get stuck in and see what happens and uh yeah it's freeing like you know it's uh you just end up you just like you said you're not you're nervous but you're not as nervous yeah yeah And, and there's so many other factors I find like um like you not only do you have to be the best but you also have to be lucky you know what I mean like you have to uh, be the best and also perform your best that day, right? Which, like, there's so many things that can go wrong um, in patterns or sparring, right? So, like, to, to win at, like, the World Championships, it's, like, it's it's a both skill and luck thing, I, I feel like, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, sorry, one sec. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, um, sorry, what was... What? kind of lost my train of thought there hey, you need a bit of luck <laughs> yeah 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 sorry yeah so i i, I guess um and, and once i kind of realized that 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 it's not just about being the best but it's about being lucky be performing your best and also whether the judges like you or not right because at the end of the day the patterns are judged by five people it's not like it's not an exact thing you know what i mean it's not like you have the computer that spits out who had the fewest mistakes and there therefore is the winner right mm-hmm. so I guess once I kind of realized that I, I, I just, I trained as hard as I could. I knew that I belonged at the world championships, that I was among the best. And after I realized that the, the medal doesn't really matter to me anymore. You know what I mean? I'm just going there. I'm going to perform at my best and I'm going to have fun. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I do, I, I do this because I love the sport. Right. Yeah. And, and then that I, I feel like that really kind of just eliminated almost all the nerves. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go in there with that expectation of winning. So I feel like I, I should perform better now. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I find, I think that's definitely the thing with with, with patterns is um, you really, the, the result really is out of your hands. 
you know like sparring yeah. that's just how I feel anyway I know like, like sparring it feels much more like well if I hit the person more than he hits me then I have to win kind of a thing but like patterns exactly. are just like you, you can't affect what the person standing across does like if they mm-hmm. do a better pattern than you well they do a better pattern than you and exactly yeah so you can just do do your thing and that's it and I suppose maybe that, like that's maybe that's like some people enjoy that more it's like I just have to do my thing and it gets yeah. me to where, what happens happens and there's other people who don't like that they, they need to have that feel like they are in control of the result yeah and, and I also feel like for patterns it's so much about repetition repetition like to get good you just need to do it over and over and over again right as long as you have someone that's you know watching your patterns to make sure you're doing the correct movements and, and things like that but for the most part it's just about the repetition right practicing it over and over and, and over until it's perfect so i find for pat- because I, I like we kind of lack i guess the the training partners for, for fighting or at least that that's how i feel right there's just not like i have my brother maybe one or two other guys right but for patterns, I can just use my space in the basement and practice over and over and over and over again, right? So I feel like I'm almost, almost in more control of, of how well I do in, in patterns than I am in inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, patterns is a, is a it's like, you, you can't train on your own there. You're sparring, you can't. You can't really improve yeah. without a partner, without at least one partner. And ideally, I've got a number of good partners. So yeah, patterns yeah. is definitely on your own. And if you can get some video and get it to a coach or anything like that, it's it's really helpful as well. Um, yeah even just using youtube videos you know watch watching how the best guys do it okay i'm just gonna mimic that you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah for sure yeah it's it's a good way as any yeah and <laughs> um, have you ever felt like in terms with the patterns that has there ever been a time where you felt that did you feel that like sometimes you perform better in training than maybe you do when you step on the competition floor in terms probably of every time every time yeah because like, yeah, I, I like, so. in terms of like when you're because without the pressure I suppose and the nerves and the adrenaline when you're in training like your legs can feel perfect yeah but then you yeah, step I, out I, on the floor and they just they don't feel sometimes they don't feel quite there and you're a bit more nervous about the balance and yeah you know, especially when you're doing like a duty and you're right up in front of them judges and you're like I don't want to wobble like do you, do you, do you find that you, you have the same that you don't kick, maybe even kick as well on the on the mats as you would in training definitely I feel almost like my legs feel a little bit heavier. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, just the kicks feel a little bit more difficult to do. And then the balance is always something that I kind of struggle with at competition, but in training, like you, you'll nail like a, the, the juche jump, spin, reverse kick a hundred out of a hundred times in practice. But then as soon as you do it in a, in a competition, you screw it up. Right. That's kind of how I, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost always like that for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think people will like to hear that because cause even in competition, <laughs> you still kick extremely well, you know, like maybe even the best kicker yeah. there. So, you know, so to hear that you still don't, that you still don't feel it's in competition, that it's as good as it could be, that you're even better in training. Maybe because I think everybody maybe has the same thing, like in like that even on like there's maybe certain techniques where maybe you, you, you hold back that little bit because you're thinking about like that, maybe the jump back, uh, the jumping, yeah. your turning kicks are probably one in Juche that you're not going to maybe swing it at 100% because you're kind of focusing, well, I can't, if I lose balance, it's going to cost me more. So you hold back that little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, that, then when you, you're, you're practicing and training, you just, you hit it every single time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. The, so you, you would have competed. What, what do you think of the new pattern scoring, the new pattern scoring system versus maybe the old one that would have been around in 2011 and maybe in 2009 when you were watching your brother? What do you, what do you think of the difference in, in scoring systems? Do you like them? Uh, if I'm being honest, man, I, I don't even know what the difference is. 
I, I don't even <laughs> think about that. You know what I mean? I just, I, I fax my pattern as hard as I can. And whatever the judges think, whoever they think is better, they'll vote for. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I suppose, look, that's a good attitude to approach it with as well as if you forget yeah. about it, like just just really focusing on your own performance. It doesn't matter about what the... The pattern is still the pattern. It doesn't matter what the rules are, I suppose. The... Yeah, I, I just... I, I know how to do my pattern, right? So, it the, this, I, yeah, I don't even know what the scoring system is now, to be honest. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's the one with the... You know, you get a deduction for the mistakes. You have your point twos, your point fives, and then you've like and then one. there's like a, a a one point for who you think has more power or something like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one at the moment. And then the old one would have been you had um your categories, your your technical content, your breath control, rhythm, oh, okay, uh, all that. We had your five sections, and then like technical content would have been a score out of five, and then the other four would have been out of three, and yeah. that was the person. Then you had the highest the highest score at the end in that way. I suppose kind of similar, but the other one was much more comparative. Like you were kind of comparing more. Well, that one, like this guy was more powerful than this guy. So maybe he gets a three for power and he gets a two. And then maybe he made a couple yeah. of technical mistakes. So maybe his technical content was three and his was a four. So it was a bit more comparative in terms of like the score you were given was that guy versus that guy. Um, whereas now, obviously, it's just the total overall. Well, how many mistakes did I see for this person? Yeah. And how many mistakes did I see for him? And then it's just, did you miss one for that person? Or then you can miss more. Um, I, yeah. I wonder though, like, do they, are, is that really how it's being done? Or, you know, are you kind of just making these mistakes indicate who you thought was the better guy? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they were definitely at a, at a point where, well, I know watching some of the scores, it felt like every movement people were deducting. There was a deduction. Mm. Um, uh, like when you've seen some of the scores you've seen like world championship scores uh, like 2 or 3 out of 10 and you're kind of going like well that's a, like a, that's a lot of deductions for like people who are potentially in a world championship final here um, yeah. they can't be that bad so I think that that's <laughs> then, so then I see I think it's kind of like how how like how anal do you want to get about the mistakes like it's like oh his foot was you know it was maybe 30 degrees one, it wasn't one, one angle but, yeah, yeah. 26 25 yeah 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 so i think you know i think it i think it's getting more to maybe comparative and i think that's why they, i think there was a time because um, they changed it even with the, that that one that out of one for the power i don't that wasn't always necessarily the case i think i'm pretty sure um and then because so then the overall kind of performance and power was kind of being diluted in terms of that wasn't impacting the results so much so i think they wanted to mm. put more emphasis on that and that is more comparative okay that person was more powerful than that person so uh so i think that's kind of getting more it is going more like comparison but i i, I kind of I, like i don't know i i know i think i think i prefer the old scoring system but i think then when you look at it the same people are probably still winning you know what i mean like the best people are still the, yeah. with the best patterns are going to like you said it doesn't matter what the scoring system is if the best people do the best patterns then they're going to win yeah i i i definitely prefer and if you say the older one is more comparative, I, I prefer that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because really, that's what you're doing. You're, you're comparing the two people and choosing the one that, that's better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think like if, if you try and break it down into, okay, clicking every time someone makes a mistake. Well, that's when you start to, to look at this guy. He makes a mistake and you miss the mistake this guy's made. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you're just comparing. Like you should be able to look at their pattern and, and almost say, okay, w- one of them is better. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And like you said, and I know there has been some talk about, because with the scoring system that we have and like that, you, you could miss some mistakes that there's been the talk of um, having people compete, go up and uh, do the pattern on their own. And, and yeah. then and then score and when you see a mistake give a deduction and maybe the person with a, a score and I know there's been some talks maybe change of patterns like that to maybe that's the way it's going to be done um, like the, I prefer the way, I, I prefer it with like you said the comparative like the way it is go up both, both people compete and um, and uh, and compare the two and like yeah. that, that pattern was better than this one and like you said across the criteria um, I think it could be interesting if they did if they were to go one by one but they did like if they brought back something like the optional pattern, yeah, you know, and and they did it where like do you know like they do maybe in I think they do it in gymnastics even like the difficulty the te- the level of difficulty I do it in diving as well like the you, yeah, you get, yeah. Like, a, a difficulty like coefficient or something so like depending on the difficulty of the dive depends on the maximum score you can get that could maybe be something interesting if you didn't taekwondo like if you stepped out and were doing a juche and mumu, yeah, you know, and you get a higher score but then you'll have some people maybe who who won't do who'll do maybe a lesser difficult like. A diff- yeah, no, yeah. A pattern with less I know what you mean. You know, so that that would I, be I interesting. Think, yeah, yeah. I think doing the patterns that way, then it would make sense to kind of have the the scoring system that's implemented now, right? Because then you can look at every single movement and deduct the the necessary points, right? The one thing, though, I think, like having people go at the same time, I think you can easily tell who's better in in almost all cases now you know you know what i mean like having them go side by side you can really see the difference in like i, I mean doing juche or moon moo you see one guy like shaking his leg and you know it's down by his knee and then the other guy is doing this perfectly smooth right like i think those things become more obvious when you have them going side by side rather than than one by one but yeah. i think it'd be really interesting to see uh, like doing patterns uh one at a time yeah yeah i'd like to see a tried um I know Grandmaster Boss said they tried that one world championship. He he decided to try it, and 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 the general told him like, no, no, this can never be done again. I know there's some story <laughs> with that, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, but even like you said though, in terms of like the comparative and the way the system they have now, they've even like they've even tried like the fact that you have to start kind of basically level. You can't go like back two mats. Like you can't be staggered because. I know there was maybe some games with Chip like with, with like Ulji because of the space you mm. going one way that you know somebody tries to cut across and then so I know there's maybe that but even the fact like that when it's not those patterns that you can you can't go towards the back of the ring and this person towards the front is because it's harder for them to watch you know because it's harder for them to watch too so they want to yeah. stick them there so straight away like you said it's because they're trying to compare them essentially and see the mistakes yeah. of both so why not have the scoring system match but um, but yeah yeah I agree yeah I do think, like you said, I do think the best the best people are probably like Suska was winning across both, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that guy know, wasn't going to be beaten, man. Yeah. He wasn't going to be beaten. Yeah. You know, Maxime won across both. Like Stephen yeah. Ryan and that got to the final across both scoring systems. Like, I think the best people are the best people. Are just the best people do the best patterns? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How does the scoring system work in, in karate for the patterns? Do you know for the for the katas, or do you know that, or do you just? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I I, I knew, but they don't have any. Uh, they, there's no electronic scoring. They have flags, so they're keeping track, I guess, in their head who they think is better. I I think they'd be making. I don't know the kind of deductions that they're looking or or the mistakes they're looking for, right? But they don't have any kind of scoring system. The one person goes up one at a time, does their kata. The other person goes up, and then they vote with flags. They have. 
uh, I think it's five judges, one in each corner and then one in the middle. Uh, and then yeah. you know, one person go up they and then the other person goes up and then they just vote who they thought was better. Yeah. What would you think of that in with, Taekwondo with the different positions of referees? I, I think it's it would help. You'd help see mistakes, especially going backwards, right? It's hard to see what, what, what they may be doing. If like maybe they punch with the wrong arm or something, it can be easily um, not seen by judges, right? But if you have judges in all corners, then you can see that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I like it. I, I also like that they're, they don't have any kind of uh, electronics, right? Like I, I guess for Taekwondo, it doesn't really work because I like seeing the score um, after the first pattern going into the, the the second one so i guess it, it wouldn't really work for for that but i i like that they, they just use flags right like i don't think you need um any kind of set scoring structure like that you know i think you should just vote for who you think is is the best yeah yeah i think um there was a tournament in rome uh, again grandmaster boss right now and they, and they did the that's the way they did the the judges were seated you had one in the middle and then you had the four corners yeah and um, Again, it was different. It was different. It was it was different. When, like you said, when you turn around and there's a judge there, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, was it, it one was at different. a time and two? Was it one by one? No, no. We went we went uh, same time. Okay. So um, so yeah, that could be. Do you think then? But do you think in karate that it, because you're comparing that it could that it could be better if they both went at the same time? Could you think that would be better then? Yeah, I, I think those kind of require a lot more space though. So it, it would be okay. tough to have two going at the same time. It, it's it's tough. It's it's tough to say, right? Because I mean, if you're going one by one, one, I guess you could you could have like a, a list and going down. But it, it's kind of like the 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 kata are so different. I think it's kind of like and even the stances sometimes are like different in the kata they're doing and, and things like that. It, it's not quite the same as taekwondo. It's not as easy to to kind of implement like a, a scoring structure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that's kind of the, why why it's done the way it is. Yeah. So I know you mentioned there just uh, you said that you 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 like to see the score in between patterns. Yeah. What's going through your head in between the patterns? If you see you're winning, what are you thinking when the next pattern comes up? Or if you're losing, what are you thinking? Um. I I don't know. I I guess uh, I I like to know if it's really close. You know, if it's like three two. Or, or one, two, one, or if it's a tie, you know what I mean? And then I know, okay, I really have to, 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 to lock in for this last one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't, I, no more wobbles. I can't, I can't lose my balance. You know what I mean? But if you see like kind of a, a five, nothing for you, it's, it's like a huge relief almost, you know what I mean? I guess that's why I, I haven't had a five, nothing the other way. If that guy's beating me five nothing, I might be pissed, right? Like it yeah. might be, it might not motivate you to even do the pattern. I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't experienced that, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I I like seeing the, the the score halfway through. Yeah, I know if myself, like I I I think I thought well, maybe other people have had this that if you're winning, you're kind of thinking like right. Give me Chanji Dangon Dosan, Chanji Dangon yeah. Dosan, because you're, you're hoping you're not going to lose, flip too much. But then if it's going yeah. the other way, you're thinking like, right, give me one of the high patterns here to give me a chance to flip this over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, but then if you are winning, and a and a Dangon or something does come out, and it still flips and you lose, like that's something. Maybe you haven't had that. <laughs> maybe you haven't had that, but that's not great either. <laughs> uh. I, I hate doing the, uh, that's what I hate about the World Cup, man, is that it should be a pattern that's selected for, from your rank. 
you shouldn't be doing like as a black belt i shouldn't go and my first pattern is is chunji that shouldn't happen right it should only be a black belt pattern yeah yeah for sure because uh, like like losing on a pattern like that is is yeah, it's, yeah it's and then awful. i think and do they do this uh is it is it semi-finals and finals then it's it's the full thing is it it's too designated then is it it's the full like it would be at a world, world championship cup? yeah i think for the semi-finals and finals then do they do they switch it and it goes like it will be at a world championships i'm not sure yeah, i, I sure wasn't at the most recent world cup so i, I don't yeah i'm not sure because i know for the sparring it's it's one three minute round until the semi-finals and finals and they switch it to two two minute oh, rounds then, then. They switch it okay yeah so I'm not totally sure. I think for the patterns, it might be like that. It's one designated until you get to the semifinals and finals. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah I don't. I, think... I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand why they can't uh, switch it and have um, instead of your one optional pattern be a selection from all of them. Just select the black belt pattern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like. Yeah. I suppose that maybe they're looking at it like for first degree. Maybe there's only the three patterns, so it's very. It's not much, it's not too random, but even then, even then, if they were to do it, like, if they did, like, you're only picking from, like, Jungun up, something like that, yeah. you know what I mean? So that you can't get the lower ones, like, even if they wanted to do that for them, and then ju and then just the first degree ones, and then maybe second degree and up is just black belt, and, uh, you know, that way it's just all the black belt ones then. Um, yeah, yeah I, like I, I, I think... Um... Like, if you have, like, two of the top guys in the world doing Chunji against each other, I think it's going to be very difficult to say who's better, right? But if you give them a black belt pattern, I think it's gonna be, you're going to be able to see more mistakes. Yeah. Right? So I, I kind of think that's the argument for, for just doing a black belt pattern. Even, like, Jung Gun, right? Like, you have two of the best guys. I, I think the Jung Guns are going to look similar. I think that the black belt patterns will really kind of, I guess, highlight uh, maybe who, who's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, if they if a Chanji comes out and there's two top guys, they're probably going to end up doing another pattern anyway because it's probably going to be yeah. a draw. So yeah, why not just go jump straight to doing a harder one? That should be the go-to for the judges. They see if if it's close and it's a really low pattern, just give them a, an even score. So they can do <laughs> yeah, just save one. the time. Save the time. <laughs> yeah. So then, are you are you still second degree? Haven't all your haven't your no? I'm a third your, degree now. Third degree now. All your world titles have been at second degree. Second degree though, is it? Yeah. Yeah, how long were you a second degree for? Quite a while. Jeez, man, like 10 years. Really? <laughs> yeah. God. I wasn't going to test until I won, man. I, I liked those patterns too much. So I, I had to at least get a medal, you know, so. Yeah. Are you going to stay? What's the plan then? Is it you're hardly going to stay at third degree for 10 years? Are you? Yeah, yeah. No, no, get to fourth as fast as possible. <laughs> Everybody does a thing, don't they? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because for me, I was first degree for quite a while. Because I think once you get, you know, once you first get that black belt, you're kind of not worrying about grading too much for a, a yeah. bit. And then, and then I think I kind of jumped through fairly, jumped through them fairly fast. Then, but the third degree was I stayed the minimum at third degree at three years, and then moved on. I think it's the it's it's the stripes they're calling and stuff. Then isn't it? You, you want this, like... <laughs> I just want the the kicks back in the patterns. I I I don't really like the the, the third down patterns as much. So yeah, but the fourth down patterns look pretty cool. So. Yeah, they're nice. They're to, nice to get there. Yeah, the third degree. Yeah, that's definitely a thing as well. Yeah, the third degree patterns aren't that nice. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. They're just I'm so a... long and and tiring and not a lot of kicks. So. Yeah, and the Choyong's not too bad. I don't mind uh, Choyong actually. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that that that's that a, one's that's a nice. Bad. That's a nice one. But yeah, and then like, so then, when did you start? You, you've sparred a few. You've sparred a few times though as a, as a senior, haven't you? 
Yep. Yeah, yeah. I inspired, was it all of them? No, I didn't inspire in 2015. I inspired in 2017, inspired in 2019. Yeah. How did them ones go? Did you uh, did you fight did you fight Adam Shelley in in Ireland? Yeah, 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 yeah. He beat he beat me up pretty good in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's good, man. He's he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's one guy to lose to, I guess it was him, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, across that span of time, everybody he fought lost to him. So (laughs) yeah, good point. So yeah, yeah. Do you think there'll be a time where you maybe stop sparring and just go focus on the patterns, or is is the goal to maybe to kind of still compete in the two? Um, I, I definitely, I just, I, I care about my result and patterns more, but I, I'm there. I've qualified for sparring. I might as well spar, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I guess like, but it's always nice because I, 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 I care about patterns a lot more. Once that event is done, I feel like zero pressure because the, the result in sparring is not really that important to me. So I kind of just, just, just go out there and, and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's the handy thing, I suppose, you know. If I, do you think you'd feel that way if you ever moved the sparring before the patterns? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think I'd do it, you know. I wouldn't want to risk the, the, the injury before Yeah, uh, competing in patterns, yeah. Yeah, there has been times that some, especially, I'm not, somewhere, I'm not too sure about the seniors, but there was a time, yeah. maybe, but there was one or two tournaments where for the juniors, the sparring was before the patterns. Which um, it it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, what's well, even like, different why, mentally, why isn't it? Because like when you're yeah. like, you know, like when you're a kid, all tournaments like you're just ingrained in that it's patterns first, and then it's patterns and firing. You know, yeah. it's just that's always <laughs> just been the way you just fall into that routine. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how many uh, athletes do both. You know, like it's it like in karate, it's it, it just doesn't happen. Like you you have to do one or the other almost. Like it, it's like you can't be elite at both. But in Taekwondo, almost all the top guys they compete in both of the the, the events. Yeah, which is kind of interesting to see. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's like that so much anymore. I think it was like that definitely uh, for a period of time before. But I think it's going to go on much more like that, where where yeah. the sparrers are not many. Not many people are winning in both. I think mm. you have. People, oh, yeah, yeah. I think you have people who are competing in both in Taekwondo, but if the people are winning in patterns they're maybe not winning they're probably not winning in sparring and the people winning in sparring probably aren't winning in patterns just because like you said like and maybe you even had as well the time to spend out like you you can't really balance the time across everything you have to prioritize and um which means like if you're trying to split your time if you're only putting 50 percent of your time into something that another competitor is putting 100 percent of their time into then it's gonna beat you yeah, yeah it's so hard yeah, so I think yeah, the levels are, are definitely increasing as well, right? Like just the the average level of each competitor is, is increasing. Like you can see, like people are getting better now, right? So you're you're right. You can't you can't really. There's going to come a point, I think, where you can't really be competitive in both. You almost have to 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 pick. Yeah. Yeah, for coming. sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only way I think like that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to pick. Yeah. I think that's the way it's going to be. I think you're going to see more. I think across as it continues on, I think most people are just going to be either a patterns person or aspiring person, and uh, that'll be it. Yeah. Definitely. But I think that. But they see. But I think as well that it that it, even for some people it, it can it can switch. You know, like maybe because cause obviously. But people might who f- might finish sparring their sparring career might go well you know what i'll switch and focus the patterns mm. and that i'll see what i can do there so i think that uh it might might not necessarily be like 
people oh, I was a spar and that's it and then I retire from that but I think it'll flip around and people will start to do other events then as well yeah yeah definitely yeah I suppose maybe before we finish up if you had to pick I ask everybody if you had to pick a, a favourite fighter a favourite fighter to watch uh, who would you pick it could be taekwondo or karate or it, or it could be I don't know if you've I don't know if you're an MMA fan or a boxing fan or anything but if you had to pick anybody from a, a favourite fighter to watch who, who do you enjoy um Oh, you're putting me on the spot, man. Um, Everybody says that. <laughs> uh, favorite fighter. I'll I'll try I'll try and stay in the Taekwondo realm. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna go with 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 Sean O'Neill. Yeah, uh, he's he's gonna take the the minus seventy eight division next next world championships. Future yeah. world champion. Yeah. 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 He, he, <laughs> You won't be happy if you didn't say him. Is that it? <laughs> no, no, he'd be cool, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of subtle pressure there if if you had to say him. Yeah, but sure, look, final in 2015. I was in that right. He lost a lost a Colin in 2015. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So why not go? Yeah, go he's there, more. man. He's just uh, he's close. He's close. He, he, I think he's he won a bronze 2019, maybe a bronze 2017, and then silver in uh, 2015. So the gold's coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Who who did he lose uh, in the last one in twenty nineteen? Um, I think a Russian. I don't know his name. Can't even remember. No, to be honest, myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's he, he lost to a Russian and then someone from maybe Norway. None. No, Finland. Finland won. Yeah, Finland and won, and yeah, yeah. won at one set one at seventy eight. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The, I can't remember the Russian guy. Maybe he he beat in the final. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So look, man. I think we will leave it there. Uh, thanks right, for coming cool, on. Man. Uh, yeah, I really no appreciate worries. you coming on, hearing your story. Thanks for um, having me, man. And uh, yeah, best of luck in the the, quali- the Olympic qualifier, and hopefully you get there and you get to get to Tokyo. Yeah, be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So take care, man. All the best. Yeah, see you, man. A reminder to check out today's sponsors, TKD Wear, at tkdwear.com, and use the promo code BlackBelter for ten percent off. All details are in the description. And see you next week.